unfortunately, Kay could not make it to this recording. She's feeling under the weather, but she sends her love, and we're sending her love right back. On this episode, we are so honored to have Jordan Redout and Gus Hickey, showrunners of The Other Black Girl. Y'all know how much we love this show and how we all want you to see it, and we're so excited to chat with them about the show, behind-the-scenes moments, other shows that they've worked on. We're talking about it all. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Bravo. We're Black. Today is a very special episode. I am joined by Jordan Redout and Gus Hickey, the showrunners from The Other Black Girl. We have been talking about this show for a minute. But before we dive into everything, thank you for doing, thank you for talking. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course, we loved it. So before we get deep into things, take us on the journey of your careers. Like, how did you guys become showrunners? Great question that we're still trying to answer. (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny because I think like, you know, this was our first showrunning job, Mm -hmm. which is amazing because we cared, we cared so much about the source material. I read the book um, years ago before we knew it was going to be a TV show at all. And um, just really connected with it. Um, I definitely like came up in a lot of predominantly white spaces. I was a classical musician and, um, and comedy writing is predominantly like white men. Um, and so I really identified with Nella's story and um, her journey. And then we had, um, we, we called our reps and we were like, our, our agent, we were like, whatever you have to do, however, however you can get us on this show, it has, you know, we have to, we have to, because we just um, really loved it. And then we had a fantastic meeting with Rashida Jones and Zakia. Harris who wrote the book and it was just sort of like a a real like love fest of like oh we had this idea oh you guys had that idea too and you know just like really very collaborative and and easy um and wonderfully that relationship stayed that open and and um fun the whole time and so that which made the whole experience that much more fun and rich for us. I mean, we've been writing together for 10 years. We went to college together. We uh, have been writing partners since we moved out here right after college. And we've, we've worked mostly on sitcoms, <laughs> lots of, lots of half hours. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, this was initially, we, we really just pursued the hell out of this uh show and it was we were very very grateful that Zakia and Rashida gave us the opportunity it's sort of like um you know you get called up to the big leagues which is which doesn't uh, always happen <laughs> and we didn't know it was going to so we're very uh very lucky and we we really lucked out with the project yeah now were there any challenges that you faced because I know this is totally different from writing like for a sitcom Right. Yeah. I mean, there were many, there were many challenges. I think, you know, casting took a very long time. Finding Sinclair, who was incredible, and finding Ashley, who was incredible, and Brittany. I think, you know, that triumvirate was like incredibly important to us. They're the whole show, you know, they're the soul of the show. And um, 
it took a really long time to find each of them. But then when we found them, it was so obvious, which was really magical. Um, and, you know, there were, we, we shot the whole thing in Atlanta. We had to move to Atlanta for a few months, which I, I mean, I love Atlanta. So that was fine, but it just was, you know, the show takes place in New York. So there is a challenge of how do you, how do you make this feel authentic and how do you make it, you know, make the place part of this world when you're not actually in the place. Um, but yeah, as far as challenges, I think like there are many <laughs> running a show is very, very hard. It's definitely the hardest job that we've ever done. We've done some hard jobs, but, um, I really, you know, what I learned a lot from it is just having a partner is so huge. Having someone that you trust and that you can lean on creatively, emotionally, <laughs> um, when you're at the end of your rope is so, so huge and important. And I, I think she's talking about me, which is very nice. I am talking about <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Y'all did an amazing job, especially because looking at the show too, I could have sworn it was in New York. You guys do such great. a great job with that. Like, awesome. so- were there any scenes like how, how did you guys may, may I ask what was the process like with that zero scenes in New York zero Z things shot in New York City oh, um even the scenery and everything yeah nothing all oh well I mean in there are interstitial shots in between oh, okay. scenes that will be that are stock shots of New York City that um you know, you can insert <laughs> to create the vibe right, of New York City. Okay. But no actors and no cameras of ours were ever in New York yeah. City. Listen, Even though they like all amazing. live in New York. <laughs> we never <laughs> had to go there through. Wow. Wow. But we did we did build a subway. We did build yeah, we, a subway car. Um so that was that that really I think helped sell a lot of New York because they're constantly on the subway. Like it, you'll yeah. notice that it. Now that we've told you that we paid for this set, you'll notice that like we really got our money's worth because it's in every episode. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Even even the office, like the office and building structure, and Nella's apartment is. Is that a set? That's what I want to know too. Is that a set or is that an actual yeah, the whole office and um yeah. her apartment? Yeah. That yeah. is insane. Which is fun. You can like walk all the way through Wagner. It's real. You mm -hmm. know, like all those offices, they're all interconnected like a real office. Richard's office is like, you know, across the the whole building from Vera's office. And like you can really inhabit it, you know. Oh my gosh! Even Hazel's apartment because I'm like, you got upstairs, you got that the guest. That room. was a set, but that was a specially built set mm -hmm. um, for the two episodes that it's in, three episodes that yeah. it's in. Um, so that was that was really cool because we really wanted. There's a very there's a lot of description of Hazel's apartment in the book um, that she lives in this brownstone in Harlem and it's very, the sense of place is like very important. It's very much a part of her character. Um, there's even like a subplot with it in the book that we actually didn't make it into the show, but um, we wanted to keep this, we wanted to keep as much of it as we could. Um, and so we were really like, we need a brownstone. We need like a townhouse and mm -hmm. our, production designer kept being like 
these don't exist in Atlanta. There are no, <laughs> there are no brownstone. It's like a very specific right. uh, like Northeastern kind of architecture that just is not down here. And um, so we had to, he just built it from scratch and it was, it was amazing. There's like a street on the lot that where we shot that have all these residential homes and he just completely redesigned the interior of one of the homes to be Hazel's apartment. Yeah. And it it was stunning. Just that was... and similar similar to Wagner, it's really like downstairs and upstairs. Like, like there's all these different rooms that they built out mm -hmm. that we shot in, and it's you can really walk between all the rooms like it's someone's actual house. And so that that really, in terms of like challenges as a showrunner, that really is like you really see when you're a writer on any television show and you're just on the staff and you're like maybe they go to an ice cream shop like you don't think for one second that now 200 people have to build you an ice cream shop <laughs> and you have to pay for it and it has to come out of the budget yeah. so like you as a showrunner you like that all just becomes very real like the managing of people's lives and people's jobs who are not just the writer becomes very very real yeah I can imagine because even like just looking at it, I'm like, oh, they rented out an ice cream shop and that's why they're able to <laughs> do all of this. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. like the barbershop, the barbershop in episode six that Manny's at, that was okay. a real barbershop that we okay. rented. And, and we and we got in trouble. Oh yeah, we, we got, got in trouble. <laughs> you guys got we went to the barbershop. We went to the barbershop and we got, there's like, it's it's incredible. These things that you don't even think about when you're watching the show or when, mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're writing the show. We got all these permits. You need all these permits to shoot in a location, no matter where you're shooting. And we got all the right permits. And then not only is was this barbershop like permitted as a national monument, it is also a Georgia state monument. So we had to get permits, not only from the federal government, but also from the Georgia state government. And we didn't have the right permit. And like the cops came in and we were like shipped out of the yes. thing. We had to come back in. It was really crazy, really crazy. Yeah. But we got it eventually. <laughs> well, we got it eventually. We, we took that is crazy. And, and, and I really appreciate you guys for giving us behind the scenes insight. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of people just make it seem so easy, like, oh, this and this happened. But looking looking at the show again, because I'm I'm gonna rewatch and you know, I'm hopeful for a season two. Uh, and we'll get to that later. Thank I'll you. ask yeah, you guys true. about that. But I'm def I will say I'm gonna look at the show a lot differently now. Yeah. As far as where they're filming and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's they our production team was incredibly, incredibly talented and very, yeah. very good at their jobs. Yeah, we got very lucky. The crew was great. And and as you mentioned er earlier, Jordan, you guys have an all-star cast. Like, yes. is yes, the best of the best. We even have Garcelle, Bravo's yes. own, one of our favorite <laughs> housewives. And I don't think a lot of people, because sometimes the advertisement might not show her all the time. So it's yeah. like, we've also been trying to make that clear. Guys, Garcelle is on the cast. <laughs> Go watch the show. I repeat, Garcelle <laughs> is on the cast. Did you guys build any personal relationships with these actors, actresses? Oh, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Sometimes they call us mom and dad. <laughs> they... Mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it switches on, uh, on and off mm -hmm. who's mom and who's dad. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and how was it working with them? Like, do you guys have any fun stories about that? It was incredible. I mean, they, there has to be this level of, 
trust because you're you're talking about very intense things like the topic of the show is very emotional for a lot of us and I think like from the beginning there was this level of I believe in you in both directions like I believe in you I believe in the work that we are creating together and so there was never it was like probably the most harmonious set we've ever been part of there was no like not a bad personality in the bunch like very very um professional happy committed people and that was incredible especially for our first experience as showrunners and i think like you know we we have a whole like cast text chain <laughs> that yeah. that is very active um <laughs> and you know garcelle in particular is so um kind and warm and like just a real person like very grounded person um and so it was very easy to work with her you know like we we were fans but you never know like how someone's gonna really be in person but she was like I mean honestly it was like a dream working with her she was game for everything if anything she wanted to be more evil (laughs) what we had to like pull her she was back. so excited she was so excited to play a villain because because she's never gotten to play a villain yeah. she was, I was like about wow, to say, this some, i'm i'm usually just like the motherly like warm person yeah. and it was like we really want you to to go crazy yeah and she loved going crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy seeing her like that because at first it was like a medium evil but then towards mm-hmm. the end things got intense especially that last episode i'm like oh she's just flat out yeah it's just like the worst she goes full cruella deville but yeah it's it she she was great i mean it i really like i know this sounds it could sound kind of fake but like it was genuinely like one of the best working experiences of my life because of them and because of how great they made the experience for me and she was she was our first choice. We were like, yes. man, we really hope we get her. And we don't know, because you don't know how the actor is going to respond to the material. Mm-hmm. It's a very, um, it's the the most controversial role, I would say, in yeah. the show and in the book. And it, so we were like, well, we, we have no idea if Garcelle is going to want to do this. Is she going right. to feel this way? And she was so excited <laughs> and so game. And we, I, they got you up. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and it and it shows. Just looking at it, everything looks so natural and organic. It doesn't look forced or fake. What was it like seeing all your hard work come to life? Like looking at the final product. Oh man, that's a good question. I will say that the best for me, my favorite moment that we've had so far has been when we went to, we screened the first two episodes for um, NABJLA, the National Association of Black Journalists of LA. And we we didn't go in all the way. It was like in a movie theater and we didn't go all the way in. We like stood in the like little wings, you know, right before you go into the movie theater and just listened to people's reactions to it. And that was like, oh, I'm like getting emotional. That was so cool because they they were laughing, they were, you know, they were like, I don't trust her, <laughs> you know, like you could hear them, you could hear them talking mm-hmm. through the screen and it was just like, they, there was, it was just a very, it was like, this is for y'all, 
you know, this is for you and to have the people that you made it for love it and respond to it in that way was um, whew, very special, very special. Yeah, it's it, it. you so rarely work on something that gets made. So many things do not get made. <laughs> so many of the things that Jordan and I have written will not ever be made and are not getting made. And yeah. it's it's incredibly satisfying and emotional. And you you're like, wow, this is why we do this. We do this for the audience. We literally do this so that people can see and that someone can feel seen or someone can love something or someone can feel moved by a, a television show. And that's why we're here. And it's, so it's, it's very, very gratifying. And, and also, you know, it's not just, it's not just our hard work. It's also great to see Ashley's hard work and Sinclair's hard work and everybody get their, their time. Yeah. yeah. It's like that line. Nella has that line in the first episode of like, um, what about the the possibility of editing books so that I don't know a nerdy black girl who grew up with kids who don't look like her can imagine a bigger world? Like that is for me. That's why I'm a writer. Beautiful. You know. I love that. I love that. And there were so many details too that you guys included in this. One of them being I don't know if it was just me, but uh, I can't I can't think of her name now. But the woman who rescued Nella towards the end. Kendra Ray. Kendra Ray. Uh, when Kendra Ray, when we seen the reveal of her coming and saving Nella, her hair being cut off. To me, yes. that's just signified like that, oh, she's changed. And I, I it, it makes me think, too. I'm like, was the hair grease affecting her that bad to the point where she was like, I got to get this shit off my head like immediately. Yes. Yes, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> like, oh. I paid attention to that too because I was just watching the last episode again and I'm like, that's probably why she cut her hair off. Yeah, that's exactly what we intended to imply. And it's obvious, you know, we, we don't get into that, mm -hmm. into like details of that, in that we don't have time, you know, in the finale to yeah. like get it. What happened to your hair? And what did, you know, what did, how long did this affect you? And what did it really do to you? And, you know, it's, it's all sort of very um, mysterious and it's, it's all through like implication um, and you have to connect the dots yourself as you did so beautifully. Some um, things are better like that. I do believe because yeah. I love watching something and, you know, having my own thoughts on it. I, I'm yeah. like, that's why she did it. I feel that yeah. even with Hazel, just seeing her at the beginning, I'm like, okay, Nella has a friend now. This is great. <laughs> and then just seeing how she, kind of turned on her like towards that I, I want to say it was the second episode I was mm. like oh this went left mm. and then you just end <laughs> up hating Hazel so much and yeah. just like despising her and once you go into her life and you see her and her mom and all the responsibility that was like placed on her you kind of feel yeah. bad for her <laughs> yeah you do. I mean, yes, I think good, good. This is good. good. <laughs> I'm so happy. We're so happy that you feel that way. Yeah, it's music to our ears. I, you know, it's funny because in the book, have you, have you read the book? No, no, we haven't read the book. It's it's pretty different. Her in particular, she she's pretty different in particular. Her character because you never get that glimpse into her life and like what um, is driving her. 
and pretty early on we we were talking with Ashley about the character I was like episode three I think you know because they go to the party together and they they like actually have a really nice time and and you're supposed to kind of like feel like you obviously are skeptical of her but it's like I don't know is she maybe it could maybe they could be friends you know and in talking to Ashley about it Ashley was like no I think she does really like Nella and we were like oh really (laughs) you know yeah oh huh (laughs) oh you know it was like oh yeah she could really like Nella what would that look like if she did really like Nella and really want a friend okay so why is she doing this if she if she does really want a friend what is her back like what is her life what did it have to look like to put her in this position where she would do this to someone else but she thinks that it's good for them and she's really trying to help you know like what is that that's a very different uh backstory than what was in the book because there was you know she didn't have time really to like do a whole hazel you know backstory and so it was cool and then obviously Zakia wrote that episode episode nine where you see hazel like who hazel really is um and that was just like but a lot of that came from sort of from ashley herself you know she sort of like sparked that idea for us wow wow and that that was definitely a turning point for me that particular episode i was like i'm glad that we got to see this side of hazel because had we not i would have hated her to the very end yes since we got that people otherwise it's just like wow what a horrible who would do this you know yeah just no you don't empathize with her at all and so then hopefully it makes it even more complicated for you as an audience member of like oh no I actually kind of I love a character like that where you like hate them and then you kind of feel bad for them just you start to want what's best for the villain you know you want them to be healed (laughs) Gus Gus did you were you gonna say something oh yeah no I mean I think that's that's completely accurate I think we we really got because of the structure of the television show versus the book in which the book is completely inside Nella's head. You're just, it's very internal. You know, there's a lot more that you actually get to learn about Nella in the book than in the show. Um, There's a lot more backstory for Nella. You learn about her parents, you learn about her childhood. Um, But it was in order, I think, for the show to flesh out the lives of the people around Nella, Malaika, um, Richard, <laughs> uh, Diana, all of the people around her, Vera, um, so that you feel like this world is more complete. And um, I think that it helped, it, it, you just get more time in a television show with other characters, which which is great. I and mean, we were so lucky to have Zakia along for the ride and and helping us come up with these backstories for these characters yeah yeah it was it was great even the the bathroom scene too i could tell that hazel cared for nella a lot because during that time she had every opportunity to rat her out yeah and be like she's in the bathroom now you guys can come yeah. get her <laughs> <laughs> but she gave her the hair grease and she's like you know it's up to you what you decide to do yeah so I'm and like, that's actually pretty mm-hmm. similar the tone of it in the book is a little bit different because it's more, the book I think goes even scarier with Hazel, I think. Ooh. She's more she's more threatening in the book. In, in our version, I think she's a little bit warmer 
you know, there's just like a little bit more empathy to her, but, but in the book, she's like, she's pretty fucking scary. And she, um, there is that bathroom scene, but it's more of like, you don't, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, I'm giving you, you don't really have yeah, a choice. We, we got you. I yeah. wish we could see the second version. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like the remix. Like, I would love to see that. But this actually makes me want to read the book now. You yeah, should. Because you I'm should. like, I have to see what's going on with Nella. Because I was curious. I'm like, well, where are her parents? Like, not once did her mom yeah. come over, her dad come over. I yeah. definitely want to know more about that. I mean, wait for season two. <laughs> Okay, okay. Like Nella's, Nella's parents or Hazel's parents? I was a Nella's parent. Nella's parents, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hazel, Hazel, you know, we've seen her mom. we see the mom, I, yeah. I wasn't really too, I was like, I I, I see this. It. But with yeah. Nella, I'm like, I'm... Yeah, it, it's really interesting. And I think Zakia has a very cool... Nella's backstory is, I think, actually pretty similar to Zakia's backstory right. of, like, you know, growing up in Connecticut and feeling very alone and feeling sort of like the only all the time. And I, but I think there's something interesting. We've talked a lot in the writer's room about like, what are her parents like? Nella's parents, not Zakia's mm-hmm. parents, but like, cause we know Zakia's parents are lovely, but <laughs> Nella's parents, it's like, what are, what, you know, she felt so alone and did they not, did they do anything to mm-hmm. remedy that? Did they, you know, was there not like Jack and Jill or like, could they, could they put her in something could they help her through this or did they even see it? You know, were they busy? Were they, you know, like, what is the, what was that family dynamic that led to her being in, in the city of New York and not really, and having, you know, like one other black person in her life. Now I'm in thought. I'm going to go watch after, <laughs> after this, just to, just to see. So I, I do have two things to say though, that I want to bring up to y'all. The first being those taser scenes are amazing. Oh, I love them. Okay, great. Good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you like them. Hilarious. Because I'm like, they're being tased in their chest. Like, they are being, <laughs> like, she is knocking everybody out with this taser. And I loved yeah. it. Even Garcelle. I'm like, Garcelle, run. Like, what are yes. you doing? <laughs> that is crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's so, that is sort of, that's the only exchange between those two adult <laughs> characters. Is yeah. that is that we had? I mean, we we went through many many versions of all of the episodes, but we went through uh, many different versions of episodes ten and nine, and we had scenes with those two ladies um, in, in that age. Um, but it ended up getting cut all the way down to just the. I two. thought it was great though. It was it was like very straight to the point because she was like, "You look great," and she's like, "No, I don't." And then <laughs> that's it. And I thought that was very perfect too, because even seeing them younger and how I would I wouldn't say evil, younger Garcelle felt she was doing what was best, but it was just horrible. So yeah. I just feel like there was a conversation that even yeah. needed to totally. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that you said that. I think you know. Diana's character like I think they were good friends and I think they really loved each other both of them mm-hmm. and I think Diana just always has had a little bit more ambition you know quite right. a bit more ambition like she's just and she and she sees the way that she like you know manipulates as like I'm just you know I'm just getting by 
You know, I'm just like making this system work for me. You know, yeah, she, she's and, definitely and her, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and she wanted to do it for she wanted to do it for her best friend who she saw yeah. struggling. She was like, "I can help you, and I'm going to try." But it, yes, her version of helping is unfortunately become getting closer and closer to power is also getting more and more corrupt, which is sort of yeah. what happens. And then I also wanted to touch on Malika when yes. she gets hit by the car. Yeah, my thing out. is this too <laughs> y'all were funny for that because for her to wake <laughs> up like the next day and be able to talk and all that i'm like she just got hit by a car she just had a broken wrist <laughs> and she's she just, just badly and, like, on her wrist. like nothing yeah. happened because yeah. when i seen that scene i'm like oh she's gone like this is it yes. i enjoyed it i enjoyed it while it lasted <laughs> i oh yeah, we 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 went back and forth on that in terms of like, should we think she's dead or should we not think mm-hmm. she's dead? And should she move on the ground? Should she not move on the ground? Like, how are we yeah. portraying that this for the audience? Move yeah. or not move. That was like, there's a, there's definitely footage of her moving and then we took it out. Yeah, because we wanted you to think she was dead. That was it. I mean, that way. yeah. Um, well, I, th- I think she's important too for the season two. Oh sure. So with yes. that being said, are we going to get a season two? <laughs> I <laughs> ask that's Mr. A, that's a million dollar question. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. I mean, hopefully yeah. we will yeah. know somewhat soon. Uh I think um we all really want it. We we definitely have more to say. We have more story to tell for sure. And I think um you know, we, we, we got, we have had such fantastic feedback, like critical feedback and feedback from the fans. And, um, so, you know, we are very thrilled with what we made and so love the chance to make more. Okay. We really want, I mean, we, we, the ending to, to what we changed from the book, the ending is probably the biggest change from the book yeah. in terms of leaving oh, it open yeah. with the possibility of a season two, yeah. Um, I won't tell you how the book ends, but it's because you are going to read it. But it's well, very I did. I did hear about it. You oh, know, okay. and it was, oh. and I was like, "Oh, this is unfortunate," yeah. because I I read somewhere where they said, you know, she ended up yeah. doing the whole thing and going she through goes, the process. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. I like <laughs> this. <laughs> I like this a little bit better because it gives me more of a story like i want to see what happens yeah. with her i want to see this whole team that she's built mm-hmm. yeah like they're like the so, x-men at this point <laughs> yeah yes that's i mean we feel the same way and i think like you know in the book it is just a slightly different nella like that nella right. is a bit um quieter she's she's sinclair is so is is actually like a pretty powerful person and like personality like she's very discerning and 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 smart and focused and i think that as we were creating our version of noah she shaped a lot of like making her a bit of a more decisive character and and also just like the nature of television she has to make decisions like in the book she spends a lot more time making up her mind about how she feels about hazel and whether or not she's going to talk to colin but like you can't do that in TV. You cannot have this sort of like internal decision last for more than like a couple of scenes, let alone several episodes. 
though, she, because she had to act faster in, in our version, it was like, okay, so this is a different girl. You know, this is not someone who's going to like sit and think about this and like contemplate, you know, this is someone who's like making moves. So what does that look like at the end of her arc for the season? And it's different. It is, it is. And it just shows to me that she's very calculated. Like from mm -hmm. the beginning, we tr we see her transform from this kind of shy girl that she's like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about anything. So this confident woman, like yeah. especially that last, with her own game plan. Because when I seen her, I kind of suspected it. I'm like, Mm, we still got two minutes left so <laughs> yeah, there's we, gonna be one more drop yeah yeah we have a little bit of time I don't think they're just gonna end off like this I think something's gonna happen and you know that's exactly what it was and what gave it away for me too was the way she treated Hazel towards the end she kind of mm. distanced herself and put a barrier between yeah. them and it it led me to to kind of question I'm like does Hazel know like, is Hazel mm -hmm. kind of like, hmm, did she really do the hair grease? Mm -hmm. Or is this a wig? <laughs> like, <what's... laughs> well, it's a wig no matter what, but yes. <laughs> what's really going on here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think... I'm... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Here you go. I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> well, you, I mean, that was a real Gus Hickey special, that last interaction. Mm -hmm. It was that last interaction between right. Hazel and, and Nella is like, that sort of like standoffishness. And I think it's really, a lot of people highlight that moment because it is yeah. this like, oh, there's a new power dynamic. There's a new, like Nella's the one in the office. She's the one in the office with the, with the window views. Yeah. The nice office. And Hazel is still, I'm guessing, in the cubicle. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's sort of, it, it just flips their original <laughs> dynamic on its head. And also it's sort of like, all of these things that Hazel has done, all of these quote unquote terrible things, and I mean, yes, some of them are terrible, um, in order to have Nella as a friend, in order to succeed in this industry, um, and here it is, and she didn't get any of it. She didn't get anything in the end. <laughs> she and Nella's not even being nice to her. And she doesn't get the office. She doesn't get the friend. And now it's like, what, is, what does that mean for Hazel in season two? Is Hazel going to think about, was it all worth it? Did I, should I continue to participate in this thing that is just killing me? Yeah. My exact thoughts. Because that's what I'm wondering too. If y'all if y'all need any ideas, you know, just give me a call and okay. Um, I know right. you had great ideas. You had great insight. Because I'm I'm feeling too like I'm seeing a redemption season for Hazel. Like, especially when it comes to Diana. I feel like she's gonna have some words for Diana. Like I've been using this hair grease all this time and recruiting people, and yeah. I don't have the office with the window mm -hmm. views. Yeah. She does. Yeah, and she showed her ass too. Mm -hmm. Like technically, especially at that event. So yeah, I'm just like, mm. she has every right to be pissed off about that. Yep. Yeah. So you guys hear how amazing the show is. Make sure you're watching it. It's on Hulu. Go check it out. Go watch it. Go read the book. Go do everything because I'm definitely going to read the book now. I have to add it to my list because I want to know the background story on Nella's upbringing and just her parents and stuff like that now switching gears i want to know what was it like working during the writer's strike 
Well, we didn't, <laughs> you know. Yeah, oh, you guys didn't. You guys didn't pause the whole time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I we just finished, to... we finished the show. Uh, we finished shooting the show in February mm-hmm. of this year, and then we were finishing post when the strike happened. We were basically mm-hmm. done with eight or nine of the episodes. Yeah. And, There's just like um, left to be like color corrected. And then uh, you know, pencils down and the <laughs> we we didn't do anything over the summer. Um, and we were really hopeful that we were that it might end before the um premiere, but that didn't happen because you know the AMPTP was still playing stupid games um and <laughs> winning stupid prizes. And we uh luckily now it's over but yeah we we were just sort of twiddling our thumbs waiting for the show to come out during the writer's strike yeah and I feel so you know now that we're talking about strikes it's like I I hope that the SAG strike comes to an end soon and they they get what they're worth because it's so tragic to me that like this is Sinclair's first like big you know this is her first starring role Mm-hmm. Ashley was was on Riverdale and Josie and the Pussycats, but like this is a a big deal for her too. Malika for Brittany, this is a huge deal for her. Like the fact that they can't like get these ladies on the View. Like I want yeah. <laughs> I want them to get flowers, you know. Like I just feel so bad for them, and like and also just so many actually of the cast were discoveries, and this is like their first big thing. The woman who plays Maisie, it was like her first big thing, and. Um, I'd love for Garcelle to be able to go out and talk about it, you know. So hopefully, yeah, come on this podcast. (laughs) I know, right? We would speak that into existence. Hopefully, (laughs) she also, you know, gives us a little bit maybe on Beverly Hills. I know because they kind of, I believe they already filmed, so maybe on the reunion she can mention it in some way. But the point I'm trying to make also is they definitely need some tours to promote this to talk about it now that it's over because now everybody's pretty much catching up and promoting all the content they've already put out Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so hopefully um the sag strike will end soon really hope that they you know get a fair deal and um they can promote the show that they work so hard on yeah i'm hopeful for it so now we've talked about the other black girl I'm going to put y'all in the hot seat. I'm definitely, Uh because I have some questions. I want (laughs) to know, I got into Queens. (laughs) I got into Queens and I started watching it. And I was so excited because this, look at this amazing cast. I mean, we have Mm -hmm. Brandy, we have Eve and see them working on a show together. To see Brandy, her talent is to see her rapping. Yes. I already knew she had like somewhat of a flow. I figured because she's so talented. But just seeing it all play out, I'm like, this is a great show. What happened? Oh, thank you. You know, I here's what I think happened, to be totally honest, is that, you know, Eve, Eve had a beautiful baby and she had to leave for the back half of the season. And when you promise people a cipher between Brandy and Eve and you give them that, but then there's no more of that for the rest of the season. I think it's hard. It's hard because it's like, no, I want that every week. You know, I want them going toe to toe and I want to see their, like, 
you know, and, and to the other women's credit in the show, like they, they're all so talented and they did an amazing job, but I think it's, it's hard to be promised Eve. And also Eve's character was a lot of like the heart of the show. Brandy's yeah. character is like a lot of fun, but she's pretty cocky and she's kind of damaged. And like, you know, she's like, Eve was definitely sort of like the maternal center of the show. And so I think it's just tough. It's tough when you lose that. The balance is off, you know? That's the thing that we, we didn't get the numbers that we needed to keep going, but I also think that it's, it was a very unique show for network television at this Mm -hmm. time. It's a serialized show. It has music. It has comedy and drama. Um, It's a very expensive show. um, And I think that it really could have thrived probably on a different platform probably on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I just think that the ABC network audience um, is hungry for for other things, for other formats of shows. Like it's, it's, really, it's really an old school show in the vein of, you know, like Desperate Housewives when they would do serialized and lost, when they would do serialized plots, but it's, that's a sort of a thing of the past and it's very much a thing on streaming now instead. I could definitely see that too because I feel like ABC is more of a, a family type of lesson learning network. They like things with you yeah. know, they're a little bit more like a storytelling in a sense. And I think this was a a different story. Like we incorporated yeah. rap and and as they would say, the nasty bitch music. I think yes, <laughs> yeah, and you could, you know, movie. and granted. Um, you know, there are many ABC network shows that I love, but you could you could go further and do more with the music and with the subject matter if it wasn't set, you know, um, the standards subject to the standards and practices of a network. The network. Show. Yeah. But hopefully it gets a revive though, because I'm like, it's fine now. She had the baby. Like, let's go once the strike. Yeah, ends, right. Let's <laughs> let's get back into Bring it, it back. Because the storylines were so great. I got really invested. Even when Remy Ma came on, I was like, okay. Yeah. This is this is fun. different. I didn't expect yeah. this one. But oh my gosh, what was her name? Lady Z or something? La- yeah, I it was a good feeling for a oh, while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. yeah. And yeah, Peppy. Yeah. Peppy who who played oh, up we love so Peppy. Yes, yes. Oh. Fantastic. Remember that music video that she did? The like um She's amazing. That was our episode. She yeah. did like a, like renaissance kind of like music oh, video. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. She was incredible. My friend is a music video director and I showed him the like raw footage. I was like, you have to watch this girl do this. And he was like, and she's not a real singer. Like she's not a real rapper. She's not a real performer. It's like, she's just an actress, but look what she can do. And he was like, she has so, he, he was like blown away by her star quality. She was amazing. Yeah. yeah, she was. I was blown away, honestly, the whole time. Just to see all of them together, I'm like, who knew? Who knew a combination of these people would be this good? Because when I first seen the cast, I was like, hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not really too sure how to feel about this. But I sat down. I had my wing stop. I know nobody's asking, but I had my wing stop. I had my, my drink and everything. And I'm like, well, let me see what this is about. And by the time I was done, I was, I was like blown away. And then... Yeah. I think at the time a few episodes were out and I watched all of them. Oh great. Wow. That's thank you. The music <laughs> so, 
The music was like ridiculous. Oh, the music was fantastic. Yeah, were you guys in charge of like? Did you have say? Oh no, no, we that the music was produced. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we would come up with in the room, and and our brilliant showrunners here, McGee. We would all come up with the stories of the episodes, and then decide and like, where where the music the was necessary. Us, yes. What what do we want to tell with the music in right. this particular? piece and then and then, and then yeah swizz beats was the music producer and and didn't lady london write some of the i think lyrics i think she did yeah but, so yeah, it, but there was a whole music team that was incredible yeah, good choices, incredibly <laughs> good choices. Yeah. they did a good job they did a good job <laughs> yeah. um now will and grace what yes. that is crazy what is it like bringing a show that was already such a big thing when it was out, you know, back in the day. What was it like bringing that back to our screens? Um, I mean, it was a lot of pressure. <laughs> and it's not, it wasn't even our responsibility. We were not the showrunners on that, but it definitely, as a little gay boy growing up, um, you know, in the 90s, that was the show. You watch it every second, that, you know, I watched it with my parents. It like was how I was able to come out to my parents. And I, when we had our interview on that show with the showrunners, I told that story and I was like, that's so embarrassing. I can't believe I just told that story to them. <laughs> but they, I'm sure they never get tired of hearing that. Like they made something that made a difference in the world. Um, so it definitely was a lot of pressure. Like you walk downstairs onto stage and like there's Deborah Messing. And like, I guess I'm going to pitch Deborah Messing a joke today. Um, and I really hope that she likes it. And here's Megan Mullally and she's going to be Karen. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, and it, it's, it was kind of like writing fan fiction for like your favorite people. Like your, it, it, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was a dream come true. Um, but you really, really want to do the, original justice and you want to do the fans justice but those four actors are so talented they are just no one is better at that style of right. comedy no one is better just, no one's no. better than those four put together in a room and it it really uh when when we had it we knew we had it and if if you pitched a joke and they did it and they couldn't get a laugh out of the audience that was your problem because they can get a laugh <laughs> out of anything that is your fault that right. joke was not funny because they are they are just supremely talented it was interesting also to watch like sometimes guest stars would come in and like get very intimidated like even people with like a lot of experience and credits and stuff but when the when you're on that stage with the four of them and you know we do it in front of a live audience and so it's like they're so fast and such like technicians like they can and, and the other thing is like will and grace is very um it's well known for all of the like rewriting that you do live in front of the audience because they never they want to keep it fresh for the audience so they're always trying to top the jokes right. so we'll do one take you know we'll we'll run it once and record it once for the cameras and then it's like okay all new jokes and those actors have to memorize, like in some some cases, a fully new scene right then and perform it and make it funny and you know and and keep it grounded in their bodies and you know, and sometimes guest actors would come and be like, you could see it on their faces. They were like, "What is this? Like, what what have I signed up for? I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know how to do this thing that's happening. This is not normal acting." 
I imagine it's also hard too to because uh you know Will and Grace this is early 2000s so it's like they already have a certain audience of you know my mom like she hates when I bring it up but I'm like your sense of humor <laughs> is a little bit different from my sense of humor now in a sense because some of the things that I find funny my mom's like oh that's too far so it's uh-huh. like I imagine you have to balance that you know, in, in creating an atmosphere for both audiences, in a sense. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like Will and Grace is very, um, they know what their tone is. You know what I mean? And I don't think that they, and I think that if you ask the showrunners, and I, I would agree with them, that like they're, what they're always in search of is like, what is the funniest thing? And like, they don't really care if it's like a little, I mean, Will and Grace like became famous because it was a little risque and a little mm-hmm. like, and pushing boundaries. And like, that's how it like changed like the history of like e- the marriage, like equal marriage in the country, you know, like that they did that by pushing boundaries. And so I think that they would just say that they like, they just tried to make it really fucking funny. And Either you got on board or you didn't. Yeah, I mean, I think on on other shows that we've worked on, other network shows, there is a lot of consciousness of the audience and Mm -hmm. and awareness of, okay, our audience is not going to like that joke. (laughs) But (laughs) I think on Will and Grace, it's such an established cadence. And it is so, especially for when it came out, it was so the first sitcom to talk the way that gay people talk like that is kind of just how gay people talk and whether or not it's a chicken and the egg situation in which people talk like that because of will and grace or people talk like that before will and grace that's there's a debate there but i also think that it's they know their voice so well like every time that every time that jordan and i would as the new kids like not understand like oh jack would never make that joke like they just know the characters in their blood so specifically that they they as Jordan said they're just pushing for the funniest thing and they want the truest thing that that character themselves would say yeah well you are doing an amazing job I love to see it I can't wait to see what future projects you have and I'm definitely going to ask you about that but I kind of want to revisit what something that I said earlier and we asked all our guests you know Garcelle is a big part of Bravo do y'all watch any Bravo shows? You know, I am. <laughs> this is going to get me killed, but I I am not necessarily uh, a housewives stan. I just have I do have a lot of housewives um, acolytes in my circle, so <laughs> I, circle. I am able to I am able to absorb a lot of housewives content um, via osmosis, but I I. Personally, do not watch the show. You know, I used to watch Atlanta, but that's the only, that was my only one. That's a great choice. That's a great choice. But you know what? Aya might have guessed, gasped if she was here because she's like, (laughs) somebody that doesn't watch Housewives, like what? But you know, (laughs) I understand it. It, it, You have to be in a good mindset for it, I think, especially when it comes, it's, and then I want to know too, is that how you guys naturally feel about reality TV in general? Like, is it just a bit too much? Or are you just no, like, I watch not a lot a of housewives? Reality. 
No, I definitely, I watch a lot of reality TV, but I just haven't, I just haven't gotten into Housewives. I'm like, also, how do you even watch Bravo? <laughs> like, I feel, it's not like, is it an app? Can I get that on my Is it on Hulu? I think it's on Hulu. Or it's on Peacock. Peacock. Peacock is where they stream most of their shows. Yeah. So if you guys uh, ever want to like have a day where you kind of watch it, because they don't have just like, you know, Housewives, you have Below Deck. A yes. lot of people like Oh that. my God. My best friends is obsessed with Below Deck. They are obsessed with that. And I enjoy some episodes too, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, this is too much. This boat is so tiny. <laughs> and I feel like. I'm just being closed in. I'm not. This really... boat is gonna sink. Is what I'm right. thinking. <laughs> watching below deck. Who is running? Who is driving? I... This boat? And then they're all drinking and stuff. And I'm like, God, I hope it's these people safe. are okay. It's not safe. No, my trashiest stuff is like I love the challenge on MTV. Yes, that's I've I've watched many many seasons of the challenge. I like the like competitions. I like Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. That yes, okay, you outing me on Bachelor in Paradise. I'm um, just giving examples. <laughs> yes. What about Love is Blind? I loved, I, we watched, watched Love the first season. season. Yes. Yeah. Y'all have to watch this newest season too. Really I've heard good. it's fantastic. I've heard it's so good. It's so many things going on too behind the scenes. And I know I really like this show because when I when I go on my YouTube, I see all these Love is Blind clips. And yeah. I'm like, hmm, that's how I know because I'm looking yeah. at stuff. Like also, doesn't okay. My thing about Love Is Blind, there aren't gay couples on Love Is Blind. Well, they do have a new. It's a spinoff. Okay, and I believe they have lesbian couples. If if I'm All remembering right. correctly, well, they, so I they're think they're behind the times. They gotta get. They gotta catch up. They're losing me as an audience member. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Has has queer couples, right? Ultimate. Like yeah, the ultimatum. ultimatum. Yes, yeah, the ultimatum. ultimatum. Has- the circle, also, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You know, in the ultimatum is a spinoff of Love Is Blind. I want to say, or maybe it was the ultimatum first in Love Is Blind. Mm. Yeah, my husband works in reality TV, so I mostly just watch his shows. <laughs> I do. I do agree, Gus. I want to see more change. I do want to see. You know, more of us on the screen. Vanessa Lachey, I want to see that. Um, <laughs> I would like to see it. So do you guys have any other projects that you're working on? Anything yeah. in the works? Yes. Yeah. Lots of things in the works. Who knows if they will ever exist and be more than, you know, a PDF attachment to an email. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're hopefully going to hear about this movie that we tried to sell to Netflix very soon and um and then we we do have a pilot at um abc network so Ooh, oh, if okay. i said anything negative about abc network i didn't <laughs> we I, take it all back i i love Give working there <laughs> oh yeah we love we love abc they do they're so great i love them and i and i want that so much for you guys because you're so talented like i said this project was amazing i definitely want to see you work together more if there you know if there's anything you want to promote just let us know and we'll share it if you guys want to come on again and talk about it we tell all your friends about the black girl that's yes we need so and and that's that's the main focal point i'm gonna i might even name this episode watch the other black oh yes please (laughs) do it you have no choice (laughs) so 
you know, thank you for joining me so much, Gus and Jordan. I really appreciate thank it. You. Thank, thank you, you for, for coming me. on. Where can the audience find you? Um, we're both on Instagram. I'm at jredout. Um, I am at Hickey Leaks, which is my last name. And then a very, very stupid pun that I thought would <laughs> forever be funny. And I guess <laughs> we'll see if it, we'll see if it is. <laughs> So make sure you go follow them and I'll definitely put it in the description as well. Thank you.